Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. Mitch Morris, Buffalo Bills center. Chris and Bo chat with Mitch about blocking for Josh Allen in the Dolphins-Bills game, coming to Josh's defense, the upcoming game against the Bengals in the divisional round, and the feeling of the team directly after the DeMar Hamlin injury and how it's carried over through the last few weeks. Chris and Boas will recap the Bucks cowboys game, where Brady might play next season, and determine how dirty of a play Brady's slide tackle was. All of that, y'all, please enjoy. Take off these breeze. I keep blowing and blowing. I ain't got me nobody. I ain't got me no love. Well, unfortunately, I got to put you on a plane, send you back to uh, Tampa. Sure, you're real bummed about that, huh, Chris? I'm pretty tired, man. It's kind of like having the kids all weekend. Just a just a bigger, older kid that should know better but doesn't. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we've been we've been churning it out. We had our live watch last night, unfortunately. Because that game was ass. I was a stinker. Uh, we were up till midnight. Uh, we're actually later than that. Uh, getting home and trying to break this thing down so we could talk about it today. And the first thing I want to do to any of our, our listeners who are Cowboy fans, and I think there are probably a few, not too many, uh, I want to apologize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was dead wrong on this game. Yeah. And uh, I was wrong for like a month. I was loud and wrong. Like this game was in the crosshairs, it was headed this way. And I kept saying, you know, Tampa's, the moment's gonna be big, too big for Dallas. It was not too big for Dallas. Everyone's just overthinking Tampa. It's like, they are who we thought they were. Exactly, are, and know? we've been on it all year. We've talked about how shitty a team they are. That's a bit of the Tom Brady effect though, you know? It's like, Tom's gonna come alive, this huge game, the Cowboys, you know, a fucking primetime Monday night nat- matchup. And for a second there in the live stream, like, you know, in the first, First quarter, we were juiced up. We were yeah. ready to go. We were hyped. We were yeah. like, "All right, we we might have a game here." Bo yeah. said as he leaned forward in his chair, and then, you know, only to be disappointed. Well, there were two moments in the game where uh, this could have been more interesting than it was. Obviously, there was the pick in the end zone at the beginning of the game, brutal. Which, and you know, Micah Parsons had eight pressures on Donovan Smith. He had ten total. You know, people are talking about the offensive line. Right. I do think. Uh, they could be better up front, but I also think Tom 
uh, was off all night. He was yeah. off from the beginning. But there were some he, weird he, he, miscues with the O line too, like in the run game. Like yeah. the first drive, Micah just ran around the backside and had like a five yard. Well, this is how the game started for them. They they left Micah unblocked right on the backside for a TFL. Brady's high on a throw, mm-hmm. um, and then you get a holding on Smith, and that kind of yeah. you know that that kind of covers it. The run One game of many holds get, on Donovan Smith too. One run game could get yeah, most pe- that was a tough graphic. <laughs> First three plays though, you get you, you you leave somebody unblocked in the run game. Your quarterback can't connect in the pass game, and then you have a penalty, and it just was emblematic of the whole night. And when you're down in the red zone like that, part of the reason – I don't know what the play-action numbers were for Brady last night, but you couldn't get it going because people weren't biting on it. You couldn't run the football. You get down in the red zone, I think they run a little RPO down there low, and they don't get the look that they thought they'd get, or Van Der Esch is just kind of like he's not buying it. And I think the whole problem with Brady is – and you saw this a couple times last night – I know he's old. But if I'm a team looking at him and his mobility and evaluating him, uh, doesn't it scare you a little bit that every time there's pressure, it looks like he's just got to burn the ball? I mean, he got out of the pocket miraculously a couple times last night. He had a little Brett Favre flip. But it was like the threat of getting hit down in the low red. He just burnt the ball, and he didn't even he didn't even set his feet and fall through and take the hit and throw it out of the back of the end zone, and that ends in an interception. Like he was off all night. He was off before the half. If you remember, they get to the they, first off, I don't like down twelve nothing uh, at the forty seven on fourth and three. Todd Bowles not yeah. going for it. That was a game. Obviously, you were going to have to chase. I points. think I can understand it though. Like he's trying to double up, so they're trying to get a pin him back at a quick stop, and then just flip it. You know, score, and then they get the ball back after the half. I understand, but they go three and out 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 of the half. And then the next thing you know, Dak Prescott goes Schultz for 26, CD Lamb for 26. In hindsight, it's 2020. I mean, I'm with you. You see these a lot of coaches, especially like after the Jaguars game, making these ballsy fourth down calls that are really fun to watch, and it's been paying off for certain teams. It's like you think Todd might take a chance on that. It's a little bit disappointing. Well, we saw, I don't know if it was the Saints game or it was uh, another one of his, I think they had two comebacks. Uh, late in the season where there was a, a moment where you kind of had to go and everybody was just confounded that they didn't go and it took a miracle for them to get the ball back and go score. Yeah. You know, I just the tone of this game was, hey, the linebackers are in a bind. They're hitting the edges in the run game. Yeah, Dallas was on the edge immediately. Dallas has that little GC pull, yep. like pin pull. There's a million different things to call it, but like did a really good job of getting their big boys like Zach Martin – even Tyler Lindenbaum, Wisconsin guy, yep. um, out on like linebackers and um, you know guys on the edge, and uh, I think the Cowboys ran for over 100 yards. Like they had a pretty solid game plan overall. Like pretty, they were kind of just putting together drives. Yeah, you know? and, and I like, thought one of the biggest strengths of the defense would be the linebackers, but they right. didn't play that well. They put them in a bind uh, in multiple ways. I mean, Levante David's like one of the best linebackers in the last, you know. 20 years, I think. Yeah, 10, Great guy, years, yeah. unbelievable guy, and I, you know, I, I'm sure he's not as happy with his performance as he'd like to be, and Devin White's kind of a flash in the pan guy in my yep. mind, not yep. nearly as consistent as um, Levante, but, you know, one other thing, like, you say you're disappointed in the in the linebackers. I think the Bucks defense in general is a little bit disappointing. Besides the, you know, the sack from our boy Vita Vea, friend of the pod, um, he, I don't think they got that much pressure. No, they didn't get much pressure. Back. He looked pretty... They miss, they miss Shaq Barrett. Exactly. You know, JPP, they couldn't get a lot of pressure. They miss those guys. Uh, you know, the back end has not been great yeah. all year. So, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, this was kind of a, a gut pick for me. Yeah. 
and my gut failed me. I mean, I was on a heater all weekend. My gut failed me last night. Um, Dak and the Cowboys, this moment was not too good for them. Kellen Moore had a great night. Yeah. They got on the edges of the run game. You know, they got the tight end going. They also just looked so comfortable. Like, they were spreading the ball around running backs, running the ball, like we said, getting the ball to tight ends, yep. C.D. Lamb. Like, they, I mean, they just looked, like, pretty cool, collected, comfortable. They are driving. Not um, every player on the team looked comfortable. They took <laughs> Not they, every player on the Cowboys looked comfortable. They took, uh, yeah, Maher, we can talk about in a second, but, yeah. like, they, they took advantage of soft, soft spots in the middle of the field all yeah. night. When Dak had to take check downs, he did. And, you know, even the checkdowns look like this Herculean effort for Tom Brady. And, you know, I just, again, as we talk about his, okay, if he retires, it's a legacy talk. Okay, his last game was awful. You'll never forget how bad this game was. Um, you know, Elway goes out Super Bowl champion. Peyton goes out Super Bowl champion. You think about how some quarterbacks finish their careers. Um, I think the interesting thing about Tom Brady is like Peyton at the end of his career, his neck was shot, right? Yeah. It was like he was back from the dead to go play in Denver. And it was just like you didn't have a choice. And Brady has taken such good care of his body, relatively speaking. Pliable. That it's almost like there's nothing that's going to force him out. You know, the death of natural causes is like a slow, <laughs> Yeah, it's a slow roll. I mean, I and think he's got like, you know. 80 more good years in him. 80 good, yeah, 80 more you know, good years in him. What's more than me and you, buddy? <laughs> but here's the point is, like, now we're sitting here and we're thinking, well, he's not shot. No. He obviously threw a ton of balls last night. He threw 60-something balls last night. He led the league 62, in attempts. I think. Yeah, and, you know, that's not going to get it done. But obviously his body's still good enough to roll out there and take a chance on him. There's I mean, a lot of teams that are looking at him. Yeah. You know, um, he threw 62 balls, Chris, but one of his best balls at the end of the night, that deep one to Mike Evans, that was just off Mike's fingertips. Yep, you know? yep, yep. And Julio Jones, the touchdown. Yeah. And again, when I talked about the two instances where this game could have got tight, that was another one. Right. They have a stinker of a two-point play. Yeah. And at the end of the third quarter, you're thinking, oh, we might have a ball game 24-8. If they get this two-point conversion, they couldn't do it. But the point is... And I said this last night, people didn't make a big deal enough about this, is like Brady was auditioning as well. Because there are some teams who, make no mistake about it, will jump at the opportunity to add Tom Brady no matter what. I think absolutely. But there are also a lot of teams who are probably on the edge. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I don't think we have the infrastructure here to support this but guy. What, you, what does everyone in the NFL It's like say? when you bring a pet home and if, you're, if your house isn't pet friendly or you... You have your 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 grand your parent living with you when they're 85 years old. You need to have the stair rail thing mm -hmm. that the, <laughs> that Tom Brady glides the up chair, the stairs yeah. on. You got to have like um, life alert set up. You have to have one of those bathtubs that's easy to you climb just gotta into. Just got to bring in Alex uh, Alex Guerrero. Not every house has the the has the handrail. Not every house has the the easy climb in tub. You know, if you're if you're indie, you know, I'm just throwing a, a team out there. Like, you know, Matt Ryan just got murdered this year. Yeah. Like, what do you think would happen to Tom Brady? Right. If you're the Saints, okay, Sean Payton could come back. You know, you have some infrastructure there. Uh, you could make a run. But, you know, like short of Las Vegas, I don't think there's a safe bet here. And, yeah. and Las Vegas to me, like people talk about Tennessee. Tennessee is a lateral move for Tom. I like the idea of New England for the nostalgia factor and like the, hey, the poetic yeah. aspect of like finishing your career where you started it. And actually, they do have some infrastructure up front. The question at you know at play caller is a big one. Yeah. Uh, the receivers you aren't don't great. Need a good play caller, for right, Tom? You know? that, that's not been proved to be true because Byron Leftwich is fired today. Right. 
That's know, like so, a very good so, point, Chris. so I don't think Brady is covered up for Byron. I think the culture there is so different from what he's used to. Yeah. And I think you know some of the 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 talent issues are definitely glaring, but I think you know Brady, Brady at his best is working with the Josh McDaniels and they work together. It's not Brady having to carry the load of the game right. plan, which I think like one of the reasons I thought they might be better yesterday was I thought Brady would really get in his bag and game plan for these guys himself. Yeah. But obviously well, that doesn't work. Down early in the that doesn't work. Yeah. No, That's not how they're built. They're not built for that. And they can't they can run the ball very well, obviously. And you thought that'd be better with Jensen and guys coming back. But where do you think Tom would want to go? Like Jets. Gonna, Jets. Miami is on the list. The Jets, okay. Just the, the last Jets. little NFC East. I, I don't I, I think or if AFC you East. asked Tom where he wanted to go, his kids are all on the East Coast. You know, he, he's a warm weather guy now. It's hard to go back, right? Yeah, Miami would be a, a, a geographically agreeable move for him. The question is, and I had heard a report that the sources say that Tua is going to be back next year mm-hmm. as quarterback. It's a weird report to put out. That's a big thing to play close to the vest, and you're going to leak that before the playoffs. Like, I just don't know what the point yeah. of that is, so I'm not sold on that. Obviously, you know how I feel about Tua's ceiling. I don't know that Tom Brady gives you a much better chance. There's a big question mark. The ledge with quarterbacks, we talked about this. It can be so sudden and so steep. You know, so I, Miami is, is on the list. I think Vegas is, makes the most football sense. You have Josh McDaniels, the whole thing, but that's a big move for him. Like you said, his family's on the East Coast. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I just didn't want the point to get lost that last night is not insignificant if you're sitting there at home evaluating Tom Brady as your possible next starting no, quarterback. I was going to say this earlier. Like, what do we always say in the locker room? Like, your film is your resume. This dude's got fucking 30 years of tape out yeah, there. Yeah, but what's his last year look like? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, and that's exactly. the point, man. Exactly. If you're going to throw money at this guy and, you know, a team that's going to bring in a Tom Brady has an open window yeah. conceivably, Yeah. then you don't want to waste that window if there's a – hey, listen, there's some quarterbacks you'll probably be surprised uh, by if, if a team's evaluating an A and B, like player A and player B, player A might shock you but there that is they're, a, they're stacking Tom Brady up against you know, in some scenarios. There is a little, you know, unspoke – like he brings – he brings this coaching and this juice component where you're like, oh, like think about when he first got down to the Bucks, you know, in 2020, yeah. where it's like, okay, we got Tom, like we can do whatever, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but they were Even, also fantastic defensively. Agreed. They were better up front. A lot of good weapons. 100%. They had weapons. I'm they just had saying, there is a little bit of of that, you know, where wherever he goes, you know, the team is juiced up and everyone's kind of on their shit because yep. he's just walking around through that building. Well, maybe but, they lost a little bit of that. I mean, people are seeing Tom Brady. You know, like some of the luster of like Tom Brady walking into your locker room wears yeah. off when you see some of his receivers kind of like Mike Evans all year like getting balls sailed over him. You first start dating him. a girl in the honeymoon phase, and yeah, then, and that kind of wears off. The well, it's, phase it, wore off for the Bucks, man. It's just I don't think it's a sure thing everywhere. Is all I'm saying. And I want to say this, man. On that pick that Brady threw. Yeah, that was one of the dirtiest plays I've seen dirty. a quarterback make in the history of the game. Yes. And, we, and some I mean, people are going to say, oh, that's hyperbolic. Oh, you're, 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 you're digging into Brady. I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady was my teammate. He was great to me, and I think he's a good you person. You can't do that. Think about how hard Mac Jones got flamed for yep. kind of a similar, you know. And they went away from it on the broadcast. They went away from the broadcast. No one discussed it. The only, you know, shit I'm seeing about is different people on Twitter. Think about if anyone else, think about if we tried to slide tackle a quarterback on a pick. If we tried to slide tackle anyone. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. And he it always was, does. He's been doing the uh, the quarterback slide with the cleats up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For yeah. years. Yes, but this was years. just so, like, it was like his brain broke. 
Yeah. You know, like when he gets frustrated, I think yeah. his brain breaks. Like there were also points later in the game when he gets sacked and like he was so indignant about getting sacked, yeah. he was like he was like shoving he people. Gave him a dirty look and as he's getting off the ground. I mean, but that he's the word been is that petulant. Guy. The yeah, word is petulant. petulant. That's nice. That's a good word. And, and no, and and um, I'm a big fan of Brady's man. You know, I I was rooting for him last night. It just I didn't want that not to get covered because that was like so the imbalance and how that would be covered if that was a defensive player or another quarterback. People gets, will be like, what the fuck a lot is of he doing? A lot of the douchey things he do. So we've talked about Tom a bit. I want to give Dak some love, Chris, just real quick. Cause it was awesome. He was great. I mean, he had over 300 passing yards. He had four TDs. He looked, like I said earlier, just collected back there. It wasn't really two phases in the pocket. And he played like shit last week, you know? And he um, he was pretty upfront about that. So I think, uh, I mean, good for Dak to kind of bounce back. And I think he really led the Cowboys last night. And how about Peyton, the Peyton Manning naked bootleg? That's what mm-hmm. Des Bryant tweeted. That's that's what they yeah. did to, to, I guess it was the Cowboys yep. um, when they rolled Peyton out. Sort of been like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. The Bucks defense gave up a first and goal at the 14. They gave up a second 15 on touchdown drive. Like the, the, the Cowboys figured out a way even when they were behind the six to get it done. So Brett Maher, yeah, boy, that he was in the Bermuda Triangle last night. He was night. in the spin zone, dude. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you, as a player, like, we, I fucking hate kickers, okay? We all hate kickers, or at least maybe I'm a fucking hater. Um, you are. But you kind of love to watch them fail, but then it gets to a point where you're like, okay, like, you got this. Like, you missed four. Like, you want to see them fail up to a certain point and not have their life be ruined. And then he makes the fifth one or whatever, and the crowd starts going crazy. But that was tough to watch, dude. Dude, here's the worst part, and I don't know how you feel about this, but if you're Brett Maher, obviously you don't want to get cut, but maybe you're so down in the dumps, you're just like, okay, I'm getting cut after this game. And then Mike McCarthy's like, nah. Yeah. We're going to short week. We can't bring in another kicker. Like, good luck. You got to get your shit together. Seriously. Which I think think, um, is a bit of a mind fuck for him. If you want to give your sphincter of the week, um, your sphincter gauge of the week uh, award to to Brett Maher, I would not. I was trying to think of like a situation like that. I don't know if there's been one. I remember Cody Parkey, remember when he hit four posts or whatever in a game mm-hmm. uh, when he was with the Bears. There was a bad night for a guy from New England when he was in Tennessee. They played Denver. He missed like a bunch of kicks. Um, Goskowski missed a ton of kicks. Vrabel's like pacing the sideline. Yeah. But but yeah. these are extra points, man. I know. And then you see them cut to Dak on the sideline and go for know, two. Go, Why the fuck are we going for two? And like, we all kind of love and that. And Maher, yeah. after he missed the kick, he, I saw him. He just he was like, just blank pushed stare. it. No, he's like, pushed. <laughs> he's like, pushed. I'm like, everybody can see you pushed it. <laughs> yeah, you know? He hit one that wasn't even uh, in the net. Yeah. Like, it was wild. That's It was just wild shit. Like, just he, leave that ball in the stands, man. He does have the record for most career 60-yard field goals, 60-yard or more they need in to, the NFL. So, so what so. they need to do is take a bunch of penalties yeah. on extra points and back <laughs> him up. That's big brain shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like okay, that. so we've got Mitch Moore, center from the Buffalo Bills, coming on in about five minutes. Oh, by the way, i got to give out my YouTube comment of the week. Somebody on the YouTube commented um, on the Monday show, Someone on the show needs an antihistamine uh, or antihistamine, uh, and that was me. I have been suffering from general, general malaise. I've also got allergies. The dust and dander is off the chain right now. I don't know if a lot of you get on allergy forecast. You got to scroll a little bit to find the dust yeah. and dander, but there's a real problem. 
I shed, Chris. So when I come stay with you, you know, you gotta take an allergy pill. I also sleep in like a bed that's that's like a Sherpa bed. Like it's all oh. it's all uh, it's all uh, kind of like a, a plush carpet. Yeah. The whole bed's made of like plush Going carpet. Going for that yurt vibe. Yeah, whatever it is, yurt. <laughs> and I think that collects a lot of dust. So thank you. I went home last night and took a Benadryl. I thought I was tripping balls. <laughs> and before we go to uh, Mitch, we had another offensive coordinator fired today, Joe Lombardi, and uh, with the Chargers. Interesting. Is that a, is that a bad sign That's that they're going to keep Brandon sign. Staley? Yes. Interesting. I mean, uh, and then Jim Schwartz was hired in Cleveland. Yeah. That's really good for Miles Garrett. Yep. He's going to be on the edge a lot. They yeah, just they just run up Jim the field. Schwartz guys, I'm happy to see him back in the league. He's a good coach. Right. Yeah, he's a pretty good coach. He's he's uh he's gonna help the D lineman there uh get up the field and get after the quarterback. So uh, um, I can hit some uh Miller Light mentions. Yeah, real hit quick. the mentions real um, quick. Also, by the way, Maher, the only game that went under this week, Cowboys Bucks and Maher uh was the culprit. He was the catalyst. Half point. Maybe he was the guy that bet one point four million to win. Yeah, he might have thousand. He might have. <laughs> The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River, we pick up some drinks, we pick up some snacks along the way, somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. 
Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Miller Light mentions I've, it's fun to be in studio, Chris. Like, it's yeah, just working man. through it here. Yeah, we got monitors I and love shit. It. I got, you know, a lot of flashing lights. Um, locker room guy of the week. I got uh, Trevor Lawrence in the Jags locker room having his back after throwing four picks. Yeah. Locker room guy of the week is my boy C. Long over here coughing, battling through some general malaise. Yeah. Locker room guy of the week over here in the studio. I'll give it to all the Cowboys that padded Maher's helmet. You know, like after how many kicks do you stop padding his helmet? (laughs) Two. Like, okay, now you're a dead man walking. start slapping your ass real hard after three missed kicks. Yeah. Get the fucking. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Asshole of the week. This is a fun one. This is a little bit meta. Asshole of the week is the Butter King. We had a little incident on the live watch where uh, I was dipping into some Dots pretzels. Yes. Chris kind of hit me with the dad voice, like, hey, let's just use our fingertips here, Waylon. And, uh, you know, I got a little petty, and I just kind of scooped my whole hand in there. And yeah, you just grabbed you... a big old paw of those things. And Chris, to his credit, didn't touch <clears throat> the bag for the rest of the, um, the, rest of the weekend. So. Well, listen, man, I mean... Asshole of the week. I'm a hygiene guy. And I'll be honest, like big guys, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm where's your hand been? You know? Um, skinny guy reaches in a bag of pretzels. Maybe I give him a, I a didn't pass. Realize this was a fat phobic pod. That's good. No, it's not know. fat phobic. <clears throat> Kyle gets it too. <laughs> that's, that's neither of you are fat, really. I'm happy to be in the same category as him. Moving on. Uh, man dog of the week. This one probably shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Dexter Lawrence. I've been kind of beating his drum for a long time. He was very dominant. Uh, I think, you know, Viking center Bradbury is having some nightmares about him still. I think he had eight pressures in that game. He had that Bradbury one. was like, I'm flying. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he plays off the ground, One dude. thing I want to note about Dexter Lawrence is, Lawrence is he plays so hard for a big, big man, and he doesn't really <coughs> run out of juice. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's really good at attack. Like, if he's a, you know, one technique to the slide side, he's really good at um, kind of splitting that and, like, getting pressure up in quarterback's phases. He's going to be fun to watch throughout the uh, playoffs, and I'm a huge fan of him and how, how hard he plays. Well, get, him while, how, get him while you can. The Eagles are seven-point favorites. Yeah, seriously. I was talking with Kelsey about him already. Um, and then last one, uh, sphincter gauge of the week. Chris, you had a good one. Maher, butthole's probably real tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have the uh, Baltimore Ravens front office. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has been very public about, uh, you know, his injury. And I thought that was kind of an interesting saga watching that unfold. And then um, he's kind of posting some interesting shit on his Instagram story that I saw, too. That was, uh, you know, what was it, like a side tweet or whatever. Uh, he's throwing like sub tweet, sub tweet. It, yeah. was, it was pretty interesting to see that. Happen. I had a couple. You kind of wondered: is this? You, do the do the Ravens are they off the hook now? Like you know, because it was going to be pretty controversial to move away from Lamar. Well, they're going to gave them up the, Brady. You know, this kind of gave them the nudge. Yeah, Brady throwing to I. They have Isaiah Likely. <laughs> I mean, you remember him? <laughs> I'd be that'd be a fun one to watch. Harbaugh and Brady. Just. Yeah, no, they they've got they've got a couple pieces up there, but uh, yeah, I mean they have a good run game. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's not this on is the table. Be like this Brady, spe- it's not Brady on the table watch for speculation me. is going to be unbearable this offseason. No, the Brady watch, the Rogers watch, the Lamar watch. Yeah. Speaking of Harbaugh, Bo, did you see uh, his brother staying at Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, he recruited me when he was at Stanford. Har- Harbaugh family, he's staying at Michigan. Good recruiter. So. 
He's just got that crazy in him. Yeah. Did, like, did he stay at your house? Like he stayed at that one. No, place? I don't like. But I do remember sitting in my living room. My parents were talking to him, and he the way he's just staring at me, you know, like eyes are fucking bumping around. My mom's offered him like little charcuterie board. And yeah, stuff. I've talked to him before. He's an easy guy to mistake uh, for having beef with you. Even yeah. if he doesn't, like He's an you're just cat. You're just like, what seems to be the problem, officer? Yeah. Um, and then a, a drip king of the week, one that we were talking about. I can't tell if it was drippy or not, but Warren Sapp went to the Bucks game last night. An interesting little fit. I I kind of love it. And I kind of hate it. I think it'd be his really fit easy last to night. Him. Yeah. I saw a couple other good fits. Kayvon Thibodeau, who I'm not a huge fan of necessarily. Did you like his drip? He had some good drip walking. Okay, Warren Sapp had some tie-dye on. He had his Bucks Super Bowl Letterman jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he had some fresh little J's on too. But, like, you could tell he had that outfit uh, laid out, you know, the Sunday night. He kind of had that ready to go. For yeah, I wouldn't wear football. it. I wouldn't wear it. I can't tell if I love it or hate it. I don't know. Then again, I I, I don't pull anything. We'll off. give we'll give Warren Sapp, legendary uh, Hall of Famer. Okay, we've got Mitch Morse. Let's have him on the show. Athletic Greens. I take AG One by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG One a try because I wanted to improve my gut health, boost my energy, enhance my immune system, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. All great athletes have one thing in common: they take care of their bodies. And now, we podcasters at Greenlight are getting on the AG1 train. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. I get up every morning, the first thing I do is uh, I, I mix in some AG1 with some water. That's all I need. Tastes great. Uh, it definitely has improved my digestion keeping me regular. Sorry if that's TMI, but I'm feeling good. I think it's helped my energy level. I think there's a a ton of ways that AG1's helped me and I probably have no idea. That's the great thing about this. It's gonna surprise you. Your life's gonna get better in ways that you don't even realize. Ready to take on my day, ready to hit the record button on the podcast, ready to go. Also, the cost of AG1 is less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. That's athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Check it out. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. All right, so we got Mitch Morris on. Really important piece of the Bills offense. And uh, 
Last night, Kyle, myself, and Bo were talking about this on the live stream. Mitch, is center the hardest position to play? Well, I'm, I'm reframing the question because yeah. I think it was a ridiculous question. Let me try. Why don't you ask the question the way? So it was I was, I you know, I was a nose guard. I played a lot of zero technique. Uh, we actually played against each other in 2017, Mitch. When you, were, I think you were with the Chiefs. Um, but anyway, I was kind of shitting on offensive centers a little bit. I, I banged this drum against with Kelsey a little bit, saying that, you know, while center is probably the most intellectually demanding position, um, you know, you can, uh, it's maybe not as physically demanding. You can slide a little bit. You don't necessarily have a zero nose on you uh, every single week. Um, so, you know, a lot of respect for centers. Just Tons asking the fucking question. Mitch. Wondering if, if you think uh, it's harder to play center or guard, and, uh, you know, if you've ever bumped out to guard and what that was like. Uh, there's no way they could pay me to play anything else at this point in my career. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, did, like, especially tackle guard. Like you said, maybe, like, cerebrally or, you know, like with you know what you got to do to comprehend what's going on, but, like, Dude, whenever you're in base, defense is in base, you're just like, shit. You have a, you have a head up nose. And, uh, yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. Um, wow. There you go. Point I wasn't expecting this. I had of, y'all's uh, back, man. This I had, fellowship. Hey, hey. I listen, dude, I, I know, but I'm not going to lie. Just see, the, drops that. the hammer. Uh, all right, well, so we've been talking about a lot about some of these zero noses. You just got done playing a guy who's 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 on you some in Christian Wilkins, who's a hell of a player. You guys were sh- scuffling up a little bit. Uh, we also watched uh, what's his name this weekend, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, just, yep. Just change a game. Uh, like, yeah. what makes? I mean, I feel like there's fewer really good guys who can zero up these days in the NFL. Um, what's it like playing a, when you run across a guy who can line up in a zero and just walk somebody back? What's that like? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, but I, you know, it's it's you have these guys, especially like third downs, who play these zero noses, and it can be really difficult because they almost have a you know two three way go, right. or you know they're you're really getting they, they do a good job of getting on the field, picking the guards, yeah, really causing havoc. I feel like in the last few years, really making an emphasis on disrupting the middle of the pocket and then just running those ends up the field where the quarterback has nowhere to go. Um, yeah, like you said, I watched Dexter Lawrence too. Man's an animal. Yeah, he's really good at those um, net games was, that you were kind of talking yeah. about, like to the slide side where, where he's just such a big body and he'll kind of pick the guard in that A-gap. It's like a TE. You're just trying to yeah, get to the a guard. Little, hit, little inside you know? TE. And then they'll like teams will run a backer through the other A-gap. and it's, it's really hard. I think it's interesting to watch some of those guys too. Mitch, I'm not sure if you experienced this, but like they'll back up off the ball a little bit so they can get when they're rushing as a zero tech, so you can kind of get, you know, a little bit more steam. Uh, you're not so far off the ball. So I was kind of wondering, like one thing Jason Kelsey, um, you know, Ryan Khalil, some of those old head centers will do is they'll try to get on those guys early um, or else, you know, with their offhand, their snap, their non-snapping hand. Uh, you know, go for like the helmet punch. Is that you got any tricks like that up your sleeve? I know you, you, you know give out his about. tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like you said, it, it really is difficult at times when you when when the D tackle or the nose guard takes a few steps back, not only getting a full head of steam, but, uh, you know, they can kind of get into a move to take away your offhand. Right. Um, you know, you want to get on these guys, especially these big, powerful dudes as quick as possible. But a guy like Dexter Lawrence, even Christian Wilkins, I mean, they do a really good job of morphing their game into, well, these secondary moves that they yeah. have. Like, I think Dexter Lawrence is, you know, chop or that hunt move. Yeah, he's got that it. rip. He'll get it there and then pull it out. And... It's it's gnarly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, I have a lot of admiration for a lot of guys in this league, um, <clears throat> especially 
just kind of how that nose guard and that three techniques morphing into uh, what it is now. All right, so uh, your wife said that you she wished you would defend her honor the way you defended Josh Allen's honor. Does <laughs> uh, she, she realize it's complicated? You know, that's the quarterback. Yeah, she she understands. We we had a chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's the quarterback of your household, though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. And if she ever put me in that position, we'd have a chat. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just football. It's nature of the beast. Tempers flare. The Holy Spirit takes over when you when you least expect it. Um, it was one of those things that it happened and then uh, after it I mean, dissipated just as quickly as it right. came off. Yeah, we know how that uh, goes. I mean, you continue the game. You you might be expecting a little chippiness here or there just because you guys went through it, but um, we had a chat after the game. Very amicable. Uh, you understand the kind of player he is. He's a competitive right. dude, pushes the boundaries, and uh, you have to respect him. A little for bit it. of a talk. He's always talking. Uh, I always watch Christian Wilkins. Yeah. He's always trying to wind dudes up. The funniest thing to me is like watching him and Josh in a shoving match. They're kind of like. <laughs> They're kind of the same yeah. fucking size. Josh almost. looks like a fucking D end out there. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the beginning part. I just saw it turn around, and then you know, Christian was kind of giving Josh the business. Dude, that's a ride or die guy, guy right there. Didn't even see the whole thing. And Josh had thrown his himself at it. So, uh, you know, Josh is competitive as they come, and we love him for it. We're gonna uh, do what we can to help him out whenever, any way we can, and um, you know, it, it, you know, those things happen. Yeah. Let me no ask question. you something no about that little scuffle, and you know, not not to make too much of it, but you know, it was kind of far downfield. I saw you, you know, you turn, you ran down there, and then I don't think people realize how exhausting those little those are tires. Those little, uh, you know, those little scuffles are because you're there's a lot of bodies. You know, you're you're. That's the thing about like fighting in practice. That's the thing about like, fighting in practice. It's never the thing about it. fighting a game. It's the thing about celebrating turnovers yeah. all the way down the end zone on defense. I never did that bullshit. Because yeah. I had to go back and play. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Jalen Phillips, man. You know, like you guys just saw this group. I, I He really stands out to me on tape. I mean, I just really admire his game and the way he moves around. He can win over the guard. He can win on the edge. He's made a couple big plays against you all in the cor- over the course of the season this year. What do you guys, when you get in, a, in an offensive line room, when you talk about Jalen Phillips, what do you guys talk about? Yeah, like you said, a uh, very multiple guy, you know, can can be uh, disruptive not only inside but outside. Really understands that <clears throat> defense that they run, very good at creating lanes for others and also capitalizing on one-on-one matchups. Like you said, uh, I think just how he's progressed, I think this is year two for him. Yeah. Uh, we have nothing but uh, uh, respect for that dude. And, we, I, you know, like you said, I think he's going to be a hell of a player come, you know, just in the foreseeable future. Uh, he, he's just got all the intangibles and the tangibles. So you you were in Kansas City, like you've blocked for Patrick Mahomes, you blocked for for Josh Allen. Who's the tougher guy to predict where he is in the pocket? You know, because I know that like it's when when we used to play mobile quarterbacks, it's like in one in some ways they can bail y'all out, but in some ways it can be like y'all have no idea where Josh is is drifting to or Patrick might be going, and that's what mm-hmm. makes them great. But sometimes it can make it harder. Who was harder to predict uh, geographically? Yeah, I mean, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? Like, so the, those dudes bail us out more than than anything. So, like, nine out of ten times they bail us out, and there's one time you might run into your guy. Um, yeah, I, I've just had more time on task with Josh, to be honest. Like, I had one year with Pat. Yeah. Um, you just – I mean, both those guys, they're just clocking, my, you know, feet, meters, mm-hmm. just in and out of the pocket. Uh, I mean, to a point where you just kind of sit there sometimes when out of pocket, and you're like, "That's that's 
that's on you, pal. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do your thing, but uh, I, I think for me, um, I'll probably say Pat moves yeah. a little bit more in and out. I mean, he'll just take off and then really uh, make those plays outside pocket. But but Josh is also, you know, sometimes you have no idea where the hell he is, or you just your guy kind of runs into him and. Uh, you know, that's part that's what makes Josh so great and you don't want him to change. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you don't want to coach him out of that. Uh, Hell no. And Patrick, Patrick will set it like 11 yards. Like, he'll just drift back. I want to take good look, you know. Uh, (laughs) And and I know as an edge rusher, sometimes like a tackle get beat and they'll be like, a tackle just got smoked. I'm like, not really. And just ran straight up field. Um, So it's hard on y'all, man. Like, but like you said, that's what makes them great, too. Um, How about Josh sliding? This was a big topic. We had your boy Dawson Knox on the show. He was great on the show. And uh, he told us about what's his name. Every time Josh slides... Somebody has to wear a jock strap. Who was it that wore the jock strap? Dawson you, told Mitch. us to. Who was it? Was that you? That dude. That's me on a regular basis. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Case Keenum. It was hey! Case. <laughs> it was Case. You just okay. doxed him. You doxed him. I play. I played Mitch like a fiddle. Let's go. Dawson yeah, wouldn't tell good. us. Dawson hey, wouldn't. T- he was protecting Case. Yeah. That's my dog. Well, uh, listen, I'm too old to care. Case. Uh, <laughs> First of all, beautiful soul. I know you. you he's you the best. Time with Case. He's the best. He's just not only he's a glue guy in the locker room, real. Uh, just no one has a, 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 anything bad to say about Case. Yeah, drip and king of the week. He'll put himself out there. I yeah. mean, he'll put himself out there, and that. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to see. That's big for morale. Talk about a glue guy. I think right we've both seen Case Keenum in a jockstrap. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so how how, how have you guys kind of come together? Um, since Demar's injury and like, what was that night like? I know you were one of the people, evidently, that spoke up and was like, "Guys, you know, um, unprecedented." We were sitting here watching it. I feel like we get so desensitized to situations like that, but that was different. You know, like last night, Gage went down. I and I hate saying this, but I don't think if Demar hadn't got hurt a couple weeks ago, that we wouldn't have that we would have been as somber as we were watching the Gage injury. Scary because fuck. usually it's like, okay, cart the guy off; he's probably okay. Like we've been desensitized, but that was different. How quickly did you know it was different? Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, it is the nature of the beast. You, we are desensitized to a point. You can also see how the trainers rea- react. Um, how the guys on the ground, yeah. uh, what you know, what it is. Um, if it's kind of an orthopedic thing, a knee or something, you you understand that uh, it's, as it flows. We had just come off of a drive uh, where we had to kick a field goal, kind of decompressing, understanding. They're also where they're going. They're driving down the field. All right, what's going to look like? It's going to be ten to three, fourteen to three, and then you realize that more and more people are uh, are kind of attending to him. Uh, the gravity of the situation increases, so you get off the off the bench, and then um, then you just see what you see, which I think is, you know we don't need to belabor anymore. Which was just kind of uh, like you said, an, an unprecedented thing that no one's really you know we're we're all kind of writing the script as we went. Um, I think it was one of the most just perspective-driven things that yeah. I've ever been around. Like you're immediately back to reality. Both teams. Uh, it was it, the best of football came out because I've never felt safer being a football player. Just seeing how uh, the training staff, the red hat, like it was just everyone had their tasks and everyone yeah. understood what to do. Um, but it was shocking. I mean, it was just the, you, you, you you see it in movies. You, you see everyone using the AED and all that stuff. But until you kind of go through it yourself, 
you don't understand how you're going to react. Um, also, just there's different you know, different position groups have different relationships. And it's, it's not a bad thing, but, you know, guys are feeling this differently. The defense was feeling this in a way that this is one of their brothers. Um, you know, this is a teammate for the offense. You know, certain guys were just, un, you know, inconsolable. Uh, so I think it was great to be able to go back to the locker room, kind of have your feelings, um, be able to be there with your teammates. And, um, you know, it was a, it was kind of one of those group things. It was very fluid. Uh, but there was no point where the, the whole thing with the NFL saying, like, you have five minutes to play. Yeah. That was one of those things that we just – we were just like, let's take five minutes, maybe more so just to have more time to figure out what to do. So that wasn't uh, an NFL directive? Like, you guys don't think it came down that I way? Mean, it wasn't like I, – I, I didn't feel like it was yeah. a five-minute or else kind of deal. Yeah. It was the five minutes – if we, you know, if it, it seems like if we need more time, cool. Yeah. But at the, during the five minutes, of the coaches were kind of, you know, figuring and hashing things out. The referees were emotional. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was a trying time, emotionally taxing, and, um, you know, but the cool thing is to see Demar, uh, really kind of bounce back, and uh, his presence is, is it's been really cool to see. Around. Man, that whole week, and I can't even imagine, but I don't know the kid at all. And I think what, what you said, the best of football was like people getting to learn about him and just what a great kid he seems to be and all he's done and said, like he just, all the interviews that people were bringing up, I was like, man, I'd love to play with a guy like that. And I just, it's a shame that it takes something like that to learn more about one of the great men we have in our league. And I hope that like we, we focus more on the humanity of it, like the people that are playing the game, because he, he just seems like a great kid. And I just remember the whole week I'd go to sleep and I would be having a dream that like, you know, DeMar was out of the hospital or something like I was really focused in on it. I don't even know the kid. Like I was waking up, checking my phone the first night. And I'll be honest, I, I did not have a positive outlook on where I thought it went. As you got those updates through the week, y'all had to be just ecstatic, like to hear, oh, neurologically intact. You know, I heard he sat up, you know, one of the first couple nights and like, you know, reached for the tube or whatever. And just hearing that was like, oh my God, like, I cannot believe this guy's going to come out of this thing relatively unscathed. Um, How great was it to see him in person? Have you seen him in person? And, yeah. uh, and, and what, a, what a lift that gives you guys. Like you said, we were all kind of uh, – I think the team did a really good job of giving us the flow of information just a little bit before it got out to the public, which yeah. was uh, fair to the guys. Um, I think through the media, through the NFL, through everything, I, this was just handled so beautifully. Um, it, it, was, it was really kind of like a it – was, it was a nice little sigh of relief to see that – uh, you know, something so paramount was handled so well. Seeing Demar every day, we kind of had a team meeting with a Zoom call with either you know his parents, which was very powerful, uh, the medical staff, and then one day he came on, and, and he was still very, you know, was, you know, ninety six hours after you know, yeah, after the injury, very uh, tired, but it, it was one of those very you could feel the energy kind of slam into the room, right, like. Like the blood flow, it was it was just kind of one of those uh, it was one of those surreal moments you'll never forget. But like you said, uh, well, I think the thing that we didn't realize was the emotional letdown of that. We had all this pent yeah. up, and then once this all subsided, everyone felt it differently. Everyone kind of processed this differently, and I know that after that New England game, that locker room was just exhausted. Yeah. And 
but like you said it's 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 been cool to see him around even sporadically just kind of showing face so it's good for the guy was it hard to go back out there like a lot of people and i i kind of i imagine that i'd be able to to go back out and hit people and like do what we do because of part of part of the nature of the injury was so rare yeah like it, it didn't seem like the football injuries i've seen before but I also know that some guys probably, as you alluded to, compartmentalize it differently, and maybe it was hard to go out and play on Sunday against uh, the Pats. The the kick returns were crazy. It was almost scripted. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, like, how hard was it to take the field, or was it hard at all? That's a good question. I think it depended on the position group. It depended on um, the individual. You don't know how it's going to manifest itself in someone. Um, just kind of how you how you mentally deal with it. Coach did a really good job of putting us in a position to actually be in pads for individual and a few things on like a Wednesday yeah. Thursday That's deal, yeah. just to have a controlled environment. Yeah, uh, have, and it was all very structured. Like also, if someone is having a moment where they're they're not. They are not feeling like they're into it. Take a step back. Oh, that's interesting. It's yeah. One of those very fluid deals. That's kind but of that was really great. You know, that was really great because that's, we were able yeah. to uh, a lot of guys get those first few pops in, right. and that not be on Sunday. That's interesting, man. I mean, just like you go from being an NFL head coach and game planning to your right. crisis managing, yeah. and I think like not only the trainers but also McDermott deserves credit, and like obviously so, the guys in the locker room well, deserve a lot of credit. I think there's a, a very credit. human aspect that kind of shows itself from you know the yeah. coaches in this scenario, and but you don't get you to know, see a lot treating guys like men, and yeah. uh, you know with emotion. Yeah. It's it's kind of nice, but it is interesting, Mitch, because you guys are you know the Bengals here in the playoffs, and obviously that game wasn't you know it wasn't completed, and now here you are a couple weeks later playing them on the you know a huge stage and. What's that like? Like, are you, I don't know. It just seems so unprecedented, you know? Yeah, I, I would say the scope of it all hasn't quite set in yet. We're just kind of getting into the normal weekly routine. Um, you know, we understand that the Bengals just are so, such a complete team. Yeah. We only had, like, one drive on offense, 11 plays, and then yeah. they were having the third drive of the game when this all went down. Um, it felt it felt like it was going to be a great competitive just brawl yeah and uh one of those just a good football game and and uh it'll be interesting to see how everyone takes the field especially because this was you know we we had the shared experience with these two teams yeah. like i said uh football when when that was going down was the last thing on our minds we shared moments with this other team um that were profound and uh you know i think that'll that'll play itself out within the first play or even like pre-game you know i think for me the most nerve-wracking part of football is the national anthem yeah just because the anticipation yeah. of the whole thing but once you get into the flow of it it's football exactly. again yeah um so it, it, that's a great question yeah. uh, I, I think it'll play itself out as a i think as on, soon but... as dj reader you can smell his breath i think i think it's gonna be i think it's on uh another <laughs> exceptional football player yeah. he is a good football player man they got some good players up front um what do you see when you look at this front seven I think guys who play through the whistle, to say the least, yeah. guys who make a lot of plays by just chasing the ball, um, fundamentally sound, and just, I mean, the interior guys are some big, big dudes. Mm. Uh, edge rushers, of course, with uh, 91 and 94, are, are, they're going to get after the quarterback, and they're going to bend the edge. 
yeah. uh, Hendricks and the Hubbard. So pretty physical be, linebackers too. And yep. Logan Wilson, so very that, physical linebackers. And the back end, the back end comes downhill. Like they actually get involved in the run game, which is something you don't see with uh, every defensive back group. Not to throw shade at <laughs> in, some of the DBs in, in our great league. Last um, night with the Bucks. Von Bell and those guys, they get after it. So that's going to be awesome. Um, the neutral site things kind of. It's a weird thing. Like, you know, say you guys win, you got to play, uh, isn't it Kansas City and, and what, Atlanta? You guys have done some crazy travel shit this yeah. year. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, our season has had its ebbs and flows, to say the least, uh, with traveling and, and then just kind of personal stuff going on and, and on the team. Um, when we were on the field, when, when, uh, DeMar went down and all that stuff, we realized that, we didn't care if it was a forfeit. We didn't care what the ramifications were um, because it was bigger than football. And yeah. when you say that, you have to mean it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It's, and and so now if, if that's the case, it may be, we, you know, we, we weren't able to fight for the one seed. We, we really didn't give a shit. Yeah. It, just, it, was, it was so much bigger than football at the time. And, and uh, if we're fortunate enough to get to that position to play Kansas City, It'll just be kind of another chapter in the book, and we understand how we got there, and we'll just go with the flow. How nice is it when you go on the road sometimes, and just in general, even being at home, like to have Bills Mafia, because I feel like they show up everywhere. Like I remember when I played for the Eagles, this was the first time in my career. You know, I was in St. Louis for a long time, Mizzou guy. So uh, we we we. Uh, We'd, we'd go on the road. We didn't have that many fans there. In Philly, we went to play the Chargers, and they had to go on silent count. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, what's it like having those guys when you take the field anywhere in the country? You, you definitely feel it, right? I think the presence of a, of a good fan base can be overlooked sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you can often take them for granted until you're on the reciprocating end or the, or the other end of it. Um, yeah, I can't imagine you in a silent count at home, like yeah. you said. Like, that's yeah. just a nightmare situation. So, uh, you know, they've also been such a, like a spearhead for us just being able to uh, kind of go with the flow of this season. Yeah. You know, the City of Good Neighbors is definitely – it definitely showed out this year, whether it's removing snow or just being there for – Dawson was telling us about that. Yeah, yeah he said yeah, that. Dude, Some guys were, you, were you buried? I was – yeah, I was buried. Um, but – we, the dude who bailed me out was on a front loader, came in like a superhero. <laughs> wow. and just, yeah. That's the only thing that could move the snow. Like anyone, like, you know, you see the, the trucks that have the, the thing on the front, they were getting stuck. So like these tractors were just bailing everyone out. I don't think I've ever seen a fan base make a bigger play than getting these guys to the plane that week. That I mean, sweet. it was just insane. Like guys people were, were just stepping up. It was and, like a truly a yeah. college town. It felt like to me. You know, the community in Buffalo, it's a city, but, it, you know, like Green Bay's kind of got this little vibe about it. And the same thing, the community in Buffalo has to be crazy. Just just everybody's on the same team. Yeah, it was uh, – it, it was it was just uh, – you can't put into words how cool it was. It was yeah. cool as shit, dude. That's just awesome. Like, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's been fun. But, guys, I just want to tell you that I've been able, I think, fortunate to play both of you guys. I remember 2017 vividly. You beat my ass on that. I was blocking back on a play-action pass. You smoked uh, Alex. He loves and, this. Uh, Me? Yeah. yeah oh, do. cool. He loves this. He loves compliments. <laughs> I thought you were talking yeah. to Chris. Thanks, man. No, I, I didn't. Like if it was a Chris. passing play, I was probably on the sideline. <laughs> I got Mitch. It was a, it was a play-action. It was a counter-pass. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and then, of course, Chris, uh, loved the way you played. Thanks, bro. Years. Oh, yeah, I appreciate good, that, man. Good. 
Thank the you. Green very light. Much. The green light's one of the one of the best in the bit. In the yeah, we love that, bro. We love that. We love, hey, <laughs> hey, and it's all respect your way, bro. We've really enjoyed watching you play. We know how important you are to that team. Yeah. Even if you want to downplay the importance of a center. No, not uh, at all. I mean, and, I was I was talking shit earlier, but the center is really the, <laughs> the captain of the. He's a cap. The, the cap. The, uh, the offensive line. Yeah. Exactly. Here's 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 my one last question for you. It's a little bit off the board. Mike Kafka. Yeah, he was a guy that 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 I think you crossed paths with with in Kansas yeah. City. Is that true? His name is being circulating in the in the head coaching conversation. What can you tell us about the kind of guy he is and how you think he'd project? Yeah, I feel my my time with Casco was so limited. He had he had just yeah. become the uh, the quarterback coach with Pat that year. But he's just QB but coach. A guy right? who's really integrated with the group. It's more of a uh, you know, it's, it's not so much a delegating role as it is just kind of like, let's do this together. Yeah. Um, figure this the best way out. Let's have a fluid conversation, all that stuff. So I, I just love to see guys that you, you, you know, put in the work and especially a young dude like that, who's had such great success, but's earned it, earned right. the right to do it. Um, if he gets that opportunity, I know he'll roll with it. Is there a superstar coach under the radar in Buffalo that doesn't get enough credit? Oh man. Um, yeah, dude. If I but if I start this, then then, then, then you might lose one of them. Yeah, you, you might we, lose we, one we, of them. We have we have plenty of dudes. I think our receivers coach Chad Hall is a is a stud, and the guys love him so much. Yeah, he just, yep. he's able to. Um, you know, sometimes coaching any position group, but especially receivers, you have so many different personalities. Yes. Yeah, you're almost managing uh, a little yeah. bit of yeah. the yeah. coaching. He does such a good job of not only doing that, but also getting these guys just playing their nuts off so it's a, he's he's a great coach. and, Crom- and cromer's cromer's your guy right cromer's the dude yeah he's, he's a he's a kick-ass dude yeah uh, another guy who you feel like you can have this um when you know when you're sitting in the cafeteria you're rarely gonna talk about football it's gonna yeah. be about life yeah. and when football comes about it's cool and and more of a give and take uh, we have an older room it's not like a super old room, but the oldest room is like yeah. you know, the AARP club and in our O line. We got yeah. four or five yeah. guys. Okay. Well, Saffold's um, old now. That was yeah. my young guy, man. Dude, Saffold, like you see, yeah, Saff, who's just uh, who's a pain the season, in the ass, season man. vet. He's a great guy. We love we love Saffold. Tell Saffold we said we said what's up, and tell Cromer I said hi because he used to take care of my brother at his last daycare stop. So uh, I will. So uh, listen, man, I really appreciate you for having me on. It is a treat. We appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, Good luck this week, bro. Go Bills. Yeah, enjoy the playoffs.